0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Another Lyrical Diamond and Tax Discography. And we are here. We are at the finale of Malibu. After this, no more, uh, no more Malibu episodes. But yeah, uh, obviously, this wasn't like I'm gonna say that we're all right here. I mean, it does feel like just recently, where I was talking about the bird, but like there was also that long ass hiatus I had. And, like, it would have literally felt like it was just yesterday when I was doing that if I didn't take the hiatus. That was... Yeah, I'm... on. I honestly don't like that I did that, because not only, like, would I... Like, not only did I... um, Not only did it, like, I guess, kind of take me a little bit to get back on track, but also... My views went down a lot, because I was pulling, like... A lot more per episode than I usually do. But here we are. We're in the finale. We're going to be talking about Malibu, So let's just jump right into this. So we are going to start off with a little review of each track. And the first track on the album is The Bird. Which describes Anderson's struggles he had to deal with growing up. He promises himself not to let his son have to grow up in the same childhood he did. And then we move on to don't Stand a Chance, which Anderson finds the girl. He falls in love with her, and they eventually spend the night together, and the only thing that matters at that moment to him are them. And then the water shows the struggles one may have with success from the point of view of two people who've dealt with it. Anderson Pack, who had just, who'd had it for a while, and then BJ, the Chicago kid who just started to see it. And then the season carry Me is a double track looking back at Anderson's past and towards his future. The season season reflecting on how far he's come from his childhood up until now. While well, carry Me is in Odoo's mother, the one person who was able to help him his entire life. And then Put Me Through is a track about Anderson's encountering with a girl and the kinky thing like BDSM. The song could be a comment on him making it into the music industry and show that even though he may be working hard, his chances of making it are big or something dumb. Am I Wrong describes how Anderson lived life with the Carpe Diem mindset. Anderson described it with metaphors and definitions while schoolboy Q tells a story about it to get his views across. Without you sees Anderson wondering if a girl played by Rhapsody is dating him for the club. Well, really, she's the one who's been providing for him and showed him his, her appreciation. So she tells him off for thinking this. Then after this, we start to get into the halfway point of the album with Parking Lot, where Anderson and a girl have bad experience together, but he doesn't want to remember it. So to get it off the mind, you just think of the music that I was playing during that night rather than... What happened, and then lightweight, uh, with the help of both the past and future self, he tells someone or possibly himself that everything will be okay. He's not a bad person despite his flaws, because nobody's perfect. Then we move on to women here, where and the game try to seduce two different women. Anderson's successful in this, but game isn't because uh, she is too much of a good girl for him. And then we go to the waterfall interlude, which sees Anderson talking to a girl about their relationship and how they work both romantically and sexually. Your Prime sees how in a college girl he's seeing isn't really a really good fit for either of them, but he still wants to work things out. Come Down shows how Anderson's made it and the success has changed his life. It was hard to get there, but one thing for certain is that he's never going to leave the top. Silicon Valley shows, describes how he rather than loving a girl for her looks, he wants to form a good connection with her and have an actual family relationship with her. Rather than the facts, he cares about love and relationship and plans those who are the opposite. And then later in the song, we actually find out that this girl is a part of those opposites. And then move on to the penultimate track of the album Celebrate, which shows Anderson celebrating his life, because even if not everything is perfect or going his way for a time being, he will still have a reason to celebrate, including the fact that he's alive in the first place, as well as many of the other privileges that not a lot of people can get. And then finally, we close off the album with The Dreamer, which tells the story of how Anderson and Talib were able to make it, even though they grew up in poor and unprivileged. Anderson writing his perspective, both before and after his success got to him, while Talib basically the him for his service. And that's basically it for all the tracks from Malibu, save for the two Calm Down remixes, but they don't really play into this, because A, they were released after the album dropped, and B, they're not even on the album, so, like, they don't even serve any purpose in narrative in the first place, but speaking of narrative, we're gonna move on to, like, themes and shit right now. So, now that we talked about each track individually, let's delve into the album as a whole, let's talk about, like, the themes and shit that the album carried. So, I found two specific themes, and the first one, involving success, as the album progresses, you see how evolved, he has gotten, as he's gotten more successful, like, in earlier tracks, you see him describing his life before the fame, the early days of success, how he acted when he first got famous, songs like, uh, The Bird was, like, he was basically talking about like his childhood and then like a bunch of the other tracks like show like how his maturity was different from before he was successful. And then the album goes on, we see him mature as he's able to be thankful for what he has and uh, celebrate, uh, make smarter decisions with songs such as, um, what was the Silicon Valley decision? I'll get to that later with another theme of the album. But like, for example, in Women here, like how he can b- approach people, or *Lightweight*, how *Lightweight* can kind of be like the turning point of the album in, ter- in terms of like how he ch- how he changes to like from different, like how he, like this, how he, how the s- switch flips. It's kind of hard to say, like switch flips, like. I don't know, but point is like you see him getting more thankful and making smart decisions and basically see where he stands as compared to everyone else and it comes full circle with the dreamer because he um is succe- like by this part he's successful now and he is basically paying tribute to his origins. I also found a love story in this album. He falls for a girl and they get intimate and close with heart don't stand a chance. However, Anderson tests their relationship by making thoughtless assumptions like the ones made in Without You. Um, He tells her that he's not really this way and doesn't want to remember, he doesn't really want to remember this experience, which is in the parking lot and then Lightweight has him realizing this is a turning point for the album for this narrative too that he's not as perfect as sometimes think he is but by no means the bad person like he can also think sometimes and then eventually he uses room in here to win her back and then they get close again as shown by waterfall and then in year prime he eventually he soon realizes that they may not be the best for each other and then he finally, in Silicon Valley, realizes that the relationship would not work when he realizes that although he's she's beautiful, uh, they care about different things in their relationship. Him with sex and her... No, him with love and her with sex. So, he ends up calling it off. And obviously, like, other songs play into the narrative with, like... A, like I don't really want to say filler because they are so good songs, but more so, like... Um, like, showing their relationship, like, for example, uh, Put Me Through, uh, Am I Wrong? Those can show them. And then I think it was also a good, really intentional, to have both a love story and a success story run concurrently. Because some of the songs, like, I guess you could make an argument for every song being both. But, like, for example, The Bird doesn't really have anything to do with love and don't seem doesn't really have anything to do with success. So like, but like there are songs such as like for example, lightweight, or um, I guess we can make the argument with, without you or a parking lot that can delve into both theories. So that's why this like the both of these themes could be running concurrently on the album, and how every track probably could be an argument. But, like, this is basically the basic story that I got out of uh, these two possible narratives. Alright, so now I want to talk about what I thought about the album. So, 2016 was a hell of a year for music. We got. Uh, my personal favorite was David Bowie's Black Star. Like, I love Anderson, but I'm not, like, that much of a fan to make his album my favorite album every year he's dropped just because it's Anderson Pack, although. This album is a 10 for me. Um, but we also got uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Kendrick Lamar dropped a B side album that's basically better than a lot of other people's actual albums. And then obviously we had the iconic Double uh, XL freshman year class, which is considered to be one of the best. Uh, obviously, our guy Anderson Pack was on there. Um, we also had Uzi, Denzel. Um, 21. Just name a few of the really, really good ones. And, obviously, yes, Malbu dropped too. Uh, Beyonce also dropped, that's one I forgot. Um, but Malibu was also in there, and while it wasn't, like, as huge as, say, it would be if it dropped today, or, at like, as Oxnard and Ventura was, it was still definitely... It did appear on a lot of Frick's end of the year list. It got the Urban Contemporary album Grammy nomination. It lost to Beyonce, but hey. Who the hell's gonna lose to Beyonce? So, what the hell did I think of it? Uh, I already mentioned it, but yeah, the 10 out of 10. Like, every song on here, like, you can come back to and just vibe to, or just, like... Like, this album honestly could have something for everybody. There's the chill tracks, the... I don't know if I'd say bangers, but bops, definitely. Um, And while there's no, like, trap each or anything... That is on a lot of the other stuff... Like, on, like, all the other Prefers songs... This does have, like... Really awesome vibes. And you can definitely hear... How he's matured from... Venice and you can also hear the Dre influence how that got to him and you can also see the connects that he has now because on his last album his only feature was Sir and, that, and it might have been a the intent to do limited features but like this album you see him working with Schoolboy Q, Rhapsody The Game, Talib Qualey so you definitely do see a bigger reach here And, yeah, overall, this is a really good album and definitely one of the best to come out of 2016, which was one of the best years in music recently. And, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about this wonderful album. So, last season, I did something that I'm going to be doing in the finale of this season, too, which is... So, last season, I did this, and this season, I did this, and I made a Reddit post on rslashandersonpeck uh, for ha- to have your comment featured on the Yes Alive season 2 finale, and then I- well, what I typed was, I am the guy behind Yes Lod lyric lead and answer back to photography and would like you are help in the season 2 finale, which I analyzed every song off Malibu line by line, all you need to do is comment on the post and say something about Malibu, it can be your overall opinion on the album, memory of the album, moments that stick to you, whatever. Sound off in the comments and I'll see you when the finale drops, whenever that ends up being, and obviously it dropped whenever it dropped. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, unfortunately I got only two replies, but I actually entirely landed on myself. If I didn't do the whole hiatus blowing all off thing, I probably would have gotten more. Last season I got, like, six or seven, and I actually kept consistent throughout, like, the whole season. Like, the, my work ethic was pretty constant, so... Yeah, I mean I got six uploads though so, and it was a hundred percent upload, so at least I got that. Um so I'm gonna start off with Sam Derson Pack, which basically just keeps it short and simple. Oh but to the point. Definitely one of the best albums of the century and it definitely is one of the best albums of the century. It, well, even if it's not the best one of the best, definitely one of the most iconic um of recent memory uh past few decades have had a lot of really good albums and this was this was one of them and then the other one comes from Klon, uh klondike 97 who said malibu pretty much changed my life whenever i listen to any album i usually listen to it exclusively for a week, a few weeks before moving on to something else malibu was my summer 2019 album that managed to stick with me exclusively for over two months that summer was probably the best time of my life and every time I hear a song from Malibu, literally any song, I can somehow feel the summer heat on my face and all the good feelings come rushing back and it feels like I've never left. Malibu isn't just known to me, it's a ticket to happiness. So yeah, Malibu uh, Anderson definitely does have that impact on people and uh, Mr. Klondike, or Mrs. Klondike, or Ms. Klondike, however, they are, um, But Klondike definitely proved that And he also has that impact on me Because Like I get in feelings Like for example whenever I listen to Even though it's isn't technically Anderson's song Animals that brings back Nice vibes Well this was act- Animals was actually supposed to be on now though. I could have done like a bonus episode on this But I'm not gonna do I have plans for that song It's all I'm saying for now but, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about from the Reddit comments. So, thank you, Klondike97, and Sam pack for um, saying your stuff. Um, and, yeah. Well, guys, we're here. We are at the last recording that I will be doing for the season for Malibu. And... Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. So, before I dip, I'm going to just um, give some, get some of the acknowledgements out of the way. Um, the two other music analyzation podcasts that I know of... I mean, if there's more, then definitely recommend them to me. Because I definitely love this format of podcast and would love to hear more people doing it. But the two I know are Dissect, which have um, has done six albums in the past and watching the throne which is dissected all Kanye's albums currently doing a hell of a job in jesus king and they actually followed me on twitter so if they can follow me on twitter then y'all definitely can and also one call i'm gonna just make right now uh dissect season six will be about um lemonade by beyonce you heard it here for first um, and then also Genius for providing me with the lyrics, um, providing me with some annotations that helped me, especially the verified no uh, annotations from Anderson Pack, as well as some of the other ones that users made that I didn't necessarily like base my, base all my theories on, but I definitely did look at them and I did take them into consideration while making my annotations. And also the album collaborators, like features, um, producers, instrumenters, Mixers, um, whatever y'all did, uh, executive producers, Um, y'all are an important part of the season because y'all made the album and without y'all I would have been doing a completely different album. And then obviously Dr. Dre for uh, discovering him and making him, like giving him the reach to make this album debut in the top seventy nine the Billboard two hundred and eventually have me do the podcast about him. Um knowledge for also for dropping the Link Up and Sweet E P that Doctor Dre first listened to. Wait, no, I think it was uh just a sweet single. But like Link Up and Sweet, I guess, was also slightly impactful for Anderson. Um and then also, obviously, I'm going to thank Anderson Pack because why the fuck wouldn't I? Um, he's the guy that made the podcast possible by making uh, Malibu and Venice. And then, to the fans, especially the one that stuck with me after my hiatus, I hopefully will never have to do that again. But if I do, I'll definitely, I'll actually tell you, rather than just completely blow you guys off. Um, but yeah, shout out to you guys for sticking with me and just listening, bearing with my annoying voice, um, and then just sticking with, like, when I fuck up speaking or whatever. Um, and then the last person I want to thank, and I did this last season, and I'm going to continuously doing this, be doing this whenever I do a season finale, is myself. Uh, well, for starters, this world needs more self-love, and I want to be an example of that by thanking myself. And I'm thanking myself for being able to persevere through this. uh, Persevere through the tough times I ended up having, which caused a hiatus. um, And basically just making a comeback and like just working hard as fuck with these uh, newer episodes. And yeah... That's basically all I have for the acknowledgments. Um, now, next season, obviously, it's going to be about Oxnard, because what the hell else would I do? Like, I could go chronological and do Yes Lod by No Worries, and, but if I was going chronological, then I would have done OBE Volume 1 and Love, like the Lovejoy mixtapes first. Then we would have moved on to, I think, Blended Babies was before Venice. But then we would have finally done Venice. Then I would have done, like, a mini-season on Link Up in Sweden, then Malibu. But, like, the reason I'm doing Oxnard first is because this is, like, in his, like, main discography. And this is, like, his main album. Like, one of his main albums. And after this, I'm going to be doing Oxnard, which... Is his most mainstream one, so I think that could also help me pull in more, um, a bigger audience. So yeah, that is basically that for the announcement. And then obviously follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's just pod, No, dots underscores any of that. Um, Instagram is all lowercase, but that's only because I have to lowercase everything. But. Uh, Twitter, It's capital when it changes to a new word. But it doesn't even matter on Twitter anyway. Because you can type all the case in and it'll just get there anyway. So yeah, definitely hit that connect. Um, if Watching the Throne, a successful Kanye West podcast, can follow me. Then you guys can follow me too. Because y'all are smaller, and, well, I don't want to say that, like, y'all can definitely do big things, but, like, yeah, my point is just follow the Instagram and Twitter, because, well, I'm probably going to end up using Twitter more, but, like, follow them both, because I'll probably end up using Instagram, so, but other than that, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you guys next time, take care, guys, and next time I'll be able to, like, the next time you're going to be hearing my voice, I will be talking about Oxnard. so, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you all next time, take care.